Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast for all things Marvel. All the news, all the information, all the new releases, all the fun stuff. This is episode 30. As Benjamin J. Morse smirks at me, I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, the executive editorial director for Marvel's digital media group, joined by smirking Ben J. Morse. Yes, I am the associate editor of Marvel.com. I'm just smirking because I'm so excited. It's episode 30. It's our 30th anniversary. That's the goldish platinum... It's as, as Ryan asked me before the podcast started, he said, which anniversary is 30? And I said, it's the 30th. No, you know, like but you had the knowledge that 25th was what? Silver. Silver. So you, yeah. I obviously expect you to know a gemstone for every number. They're not all gemstones, though. Like I don't the know. first year is paper. Really? Yeah. Can you get paper presents for your first wedding anniversary? Nope. I didn't, we gave each I other other stuff. And neither. Second year is wood. After that, I have no Why idea. Why would you even? Huh? It's a thing, man. Hmm. It's manners. It's culture. Hey, we got a packed house here today. Got a lot of people in here. Hey, guys and ladies. You ruined everything because I was going to be like, "Hey, I'm Blake," and then I you could still do all that. We yeah. have a very special guest, but they're not special, and you <laughs> ruined it. So, anyways, that was associate producer Blake Garris, and we do have two very special guests with us today. We have our new interns. We were talking about them last week. We got new interns here. We have Anthony Chanza. Anthony, say hello. Hello, everyone. And we also have Rachel Pittman with only one T, which has been vexing me all morning. Rachel? I do my best. <laughs> yes. Thank you both. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you survive the experience. It's going to be fun. Yes. That's so, from X-Men. They say that's oh, when she joins the team. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a newbie to the comic books. Yep. I had no idea. No worries, man. Great. Thanks, Jerk. Yep. So if you're just joining us on This Week in Marvel, you're going to get a lot of snark from each of us to each other, and you're also going to get all kinds of news and information. We're going to run down all the new comics available this week from print to digital, talk about some movies, video games, toys, go through the news, and then get to your questions and comments about Marvel and the show. If you have questions and comments about Marvel or the show, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel and tweet them. You don't even have to tweet them to us. Just use the hashtag. We'll find them and get to them. And right now, we're going to jump right into the comics available for the week of May 23rd, 2012. And we're going to kick things off with Amazing Spider-Man number 686, the penultimate chapter of Ends of the Earth, the giant Spider-Man epic that has seen Spider-Man teaming up with Black Widow and Silver Sable as they go across the world fighting Dr. Octopus and the Sinister Six. There's some crazy music playing. We don't know where it's coming from. I'm pretty sure it's Nick Lowe playing a, a flute. Yeah. Or some sort. Well, he is a music icon. Nick Lowe, as we all know. Yeah, he is a flautist. Anyways, back in the world of Amazing Spider-Man, like I was saying. Number 686, written by Dan Slott, drawn by Stefano Caselli. Since you see Spider-Man, Black Widow, and Silver Sable teaming up with an unexpected ally to take on Dr. Octopus, Chameleon, and unexpected allies. The book's great. It was awesome action. We've been talking about it for a couple months now. Two things that really impressed me about this issue and this storyline in general. Number one, this is Spider-Man out of his element. Usually he's in New York. He's battling small-time criminals or smaller-time criminals. This is him in a big Avengers-esque worldwide adventure on his own. And it doesn't feel like, oh my god, it's crazy that Spider-Man's out of his element. Ah, he's fighting aliens. Although he does fight aliens and there's great stories about that. But... This naturally feels like, hey, you know what? This is a Spider-Man story. It's not Spider-Man dropped into somebody else's story. It's a Spider-Man story that just happens to have huge scope, and I credit Dan Slott for just building that naturally, and he's gotten Spider-Man to this point where 
he is the type of character who, yeah, I believe he's in the Avengers. I believe he's jumping around the world with Black Widow and Silver Sable. I believe his villains are this badass. I believe all of it. Secondly, Stefano Caselli, you're killing it, sir. Doing a great job on art. Villains look nastier than they've ever looked. His Dr. Octopus, it's my favorite take on this new design for Dr. Octopus, which is saying something because he's been drawn by John Romita Jr. He's been drawn by Salvador La Roca, but I love Spinal Caselli's take on it. Dude's really come into his own. Loved him since the very first issue of Avengers The Initiative knew he was going places, and I think he is now there. And sky is just the limit for this guy. Great book. Amazing Spider-Man is one of our most consistently entertaining series, and this has been another high watermark for it. Yes, indeed. This week we have Astonishing X-Men number 50. What gemstone is that? I believe that is platinum or gold. Diamond. These aren't gemstones. They're precious metals. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Silver's not a gemstone. I don't know. Okay. We'll figure it out later. What do you say, metallurgist Blake Garris? Back home, silver It's, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> so, Astonishing X-Men number 50, written by Marjorie Liu, with art by Mike Perkins. As you guys may have heard, we announced some big news about this issue, about the storyline on ABC's The View. We've done a lot of press. We did a special episode of This Week in Marvel with artist Mike Perkins. You can find out all the details about the book and about everything going on in there. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a big wedding coming up in Astonishing X-Men. Here sets up a lot of the stuff going on. You get a cool cameo by Black Widow in this issue. You get North Star using a flip phone, which I found to be kind of weird. But I guess Mike Parkins uses a flip phone, maybe. I guess. You know what I mean? It's, he's a pretty big star. He's yeah. got a lot of money. He's rich. North Star. Why would he not have some sort of smartphone? Well, Mike Perkins is British. I don't know what kind of technology they have, but he lives here, so he'd be aware you know of what? what we have. They do use a lot of different phones, like Nokia phones are mm-hmm. a lot bigger across the pond. Yeah, so. I know. So they're not exactly in sync with us, if you will. I won't. Okay. Also, you've got some really cool ways that the X-Men show up and do some crazy stuff. Lots of fun battling going on, some creepy stuff with the Marauders, which... I always like the Marauders because you could just kill them and it could be gruesome and bloody or you can have them do awful things yep. and they'll just come back later because yep, that's just clones. their thing. They're, they're ju- all clones. They're awful jerk clones. I wonder how long it's been since we've seen an original Marauder. Probably like 20 years. Nigh on 20 years. Yeah, going on nigh on 20 years. Back home. Yeah, Blake, Blake's is that from. how it's said, back home? Yeah. Yes. We got to start a segment on This Week in Marvel called Back Home with Blake Garris. Yeah. Just gives some old-timey folklore about his native land. Speaking of old-timey native folklore, Captain America number 12 by Ed Brubaker and Patch Zercher's out this week. It's the second part of the Scourge storyline, which I talked up huge in issue number 11, and I'm still loving it. This issue has Captain America going into action. His ex-girlfriend, Diamondback, has been beaten up by the new Scourge. We talked a little bit about the history of Scourge on a recent This Week in Marvel. So I'm going to recap it here. Go back and listen to all the old episodes until you find it. But basically, he is a vigilante who kills villains. There's been many incarnations. Captain America hates him and is also kind of terrified of him. In this issue, Cap pounds the pavement, goes to try to get some information, find out who the new Scourge is, find out what's going on. He has an awesome battle with Hydra, the new Hydra, where he just goes to town. Patch Zercher shines just showing Cap's rockin' moves, the way he moves, the way he dances, the way he fights. It's the way a great he moves. Sequence. Yeah, the way he moves, the moves he uses. But we also 
get the return of Henry Peter Gyrick, one of the best supporting characters in the Marvel Universe. So irritating. And he's back in a new role. And we also learn in this issue, don't have to wait, you find out who the new Scourge is. And it was a pretty... It's, I was surprised. I, I was I surprised. hadn't been spoiled on it, luckily. I was legitimately surprised. I didn't know who it was. It makes perfect sense. There needs to still be some explanations, but it's one of those things where when he unmasked, I was like, yes, I can see why this is happening, but I'm waiting to have Brubaker kind of walk me through. But it's someone with ties to the character, ties to Captain America, and it's going to be really interesting. I'm really liking this story arc, and I'm really liking Searcher's art. But elsewhere in the Captain America-verse, we've got Captain America and Hawkeye, number 631, written by Cullen Bunn. Art by Alessandro Vitti, with a little assist from Matteo Bufagni, international art team. When we last left Captain America, he had been taken over by a dinosaur symbiote creature. So he is now a giant dinosaur symbiote Captain America. And I love this cover, because you've got Hawkeye, basically, dinosaur symbiote Captain America. is just a giant dinosaur with, like, tattered remains of Cap's cowl, so you know it's him. And Hawkeye's just, you know, putting his arm halfway into the dinosaur's mouth with an arrow aimed at it. And that's why you gotta love Hawkeye, because that's how he's gonna solve this problem. He's just gonna shoot arrows at it. But this is actually a really fun issue. Cap is out of control. As I may have mentioned a few times, he's a dinosaur. He also has a symbiote. So he's just rampaging all over the place. Stegron's involved. But Hawkeye's gotta both stop Captain America, save Captain America, figure out what's going on talk him down we get some more great dynamics and relationship between cap and hawkeye how they relate to each other and also some bigger mysteries that are going to unfold in the captain america and book which moves on to a new team up next issue captain america and iron man featuring batrock and and batrock's brigade so i want to join batrock's brigade it's not easy to qualify for batrock's brigade you can maybe make blake's brigade where the qualifications are significantly lower no, they're my fans, right? Blake's Brigade? That's what you said. Oh, I didn't come up with a name yet. Maybe we'll talk about You've that got when, all we get of two. Comments, when we get Three. to questions. Three. All right, up next we have Deadpool, number 55, by writer Daniel Way, with art by Sean Crystal and John Roch. I really dug this issue. It follows up after the Dead storyline, which if you've been reading along, you're reading on Kenny X-Force, you're reading Deadpool, you know that Deadpool has been essentially reverted to a normal dude. His... Problems. A handsome normal dude. Super handsome. Look yeah. at that. He's got Blake-esque stubble going on cool. right there. Blake could very well be yeah. the, look the at that, uh, portrait there. I mean. It's like looking in a mirror, right? Yeah. You, you even had that little tooth sparkle that he yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he has trouble shaving, just like Blake. Yeah. In this issue, Deadpool wants to get back in the game, get out there killing people again, and he goes after the Intelligentsia, Modoc. The Mad Thinker, Pacepot Pete, I mean, I'm sorry, The Trapster, yeah. The Wizard. It'll always be Pacepot Pete. Yeah, seriously. And uh, The Red Ghost. Oh, and Claw, of course. I like how The Trapster is in the Intelligentsia, because he's not really one of the smartest guys in not the even close. universe. But he was in The Frightful Four with Wizard and Claw, so they just kind of keep him around as an all-purpose henchman. It's like, you know, you go from one job to another, and you're like, hey, I want to bring my friends along with me. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's keep the action going. Exactly, but it's like, you know, other members of the Intelligentsia have teamed up with other villains, but he's a smart enough guy. He invented that glue that you can't break, so that's certainly something. But he's very much like a blue-collar villain hanging out with the Intelligentsia, who are a bunch of eggheads. Yeah. 
kind of snarky jerks. Well, I thought it was really cool the intelligentsia is discussing their plans to take over. Their plan to take over was to do nothing and let the heroes yeah. beat the hell out of each other. That was great. Which was really funny, and it, it's great. Deadpool goes to try they and... They pointed take- out, they're just like, hey, they had that civil war, now the X-Men are fighting the Avengers. Seriously, if we just sit this out, eventually, like, it's just going to be the Defenders. Yeah. <laughs> We can take them. Yeah, I could take them. No, you can't. Think nope. of who's on the Defenders. Yeah, the Defenders now is pretty awesome. It was the Secret Defenders. The Secret Defenders, then you, you don't know One day you could just get. walk up and it's like Cloud yeah. and Blake. Secret Defenders are like those white versions of Airheads. They're the mystery flavor. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, what flavor? Hmm. It was a mystery flavor. You don't know. Crazy. No anyway, Deadpool goes to fight the Intelligentsia. Some crazy stuff goes down and it sets up. You know where Deadpool is right now. He does not have his healing factor. How does he handle these crazy villains who are really? They might be out of his league because yeah. he's just a normal dude. And he can't rely on some of his skills he had before. It's the best Deadpool trapster fight I've ever seen. Well, top five. It's up there. Yeah, I think you got to put this in contention. Yeah, totally. Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz. It's the penultimate issue of this limited series by Eric Schanauer. Do we have a sound effect for penultimate? Like a little ding that goes off. It's Stromy's laugh, right? No, that's like when we swear. Can you speed up Stromy's laugh so it's like, hey, like yeah, Woody Woodpecker type See, thing? I thought Stromy's laugh was when we have to censor something. No, everything is Stromy's laugh. That's what I'm saying. you got to branch out a little. Yeah, you got to have a little something different. Different sounds for different things. Dude, you're only editing three of these a week. Anyway, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, uh, Wizard in Oz number seven by Eric Schanauer, Scotty Young, and Jean-Francois Bellu. It's awesome because I'm a huge fan of all the Oz books, and in this one you get to see all the main characters from the previous books in the series come back. You've got the lion, the tiger, you've got... The bear? There's no bear. Oh, okay. There's no bear. Got the chicken. You, and I, I can't remember all their names off the top of my head. But you've got all these different characters. They all interact together. There's some really funny stuff. People are jerks to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, Dorothy's crew, they don't just get along willy-nilly. They're really mean to each other half the time. But it's a fun story. And, you know, my, Dorothy may get back to where she wants to go. Maybe not. I don't know. Never read these books before. I'm digging it so much. Fantastic Four, number 606, out this week by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Ron Garney and Jason Keith. It's another one-off issue, another great one-off issue from Fantastic Four. In this, the FF are doing their exploring, adventuring type thing. They've got a mission they're going through, and it's sort of easy to pick up what's going on Mm -hmm. a couple pages in. It makes sense. But it's really great, and the payoff for what they're doing, why they're doing it, and for whom they're doing it is really awesome, especially yeah. if you're a longtime Fantastic Four fan and reader and know who the character is that they're doing all this for. I sympathize with you on how hard it is to describe this issue. Yeah, without, yeah right? Yeah, it, it really is all hinges on the payoff, and it really is a great issue, but it's one of those things that... You'll try to figure it out as you're going, and once you get to the last page, you'll be like, oh, man. Like you said, in the first few pages, you have a pretty good idea of, like, okay, this is what's going on, but then there's deeper questions, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a book you just talk circles about, but it's really, really good. It's so good. It's it's terrific. I mean, it is very much, this is why Fantastic Four, why these characters are so great. It's a very family-oriented book, very heartwarming, but also exciting and adventure and all kinds of fun stuff. Final chapter of Haunted Hulk over in Hulk number 52, written by Jeff Parker, drawn by Carlo Pagulain, help from Jason Paz, Juan Velasco, and Val Staples. Red Hulk has been haunted, 
hence the title of this storyline, by some sort of spectral presence. He doesn't know who. Doctor Strange has been guiding him, trying to send him various places to try to shake this presence or figure out what it is. Now he heads to Monster Metropolis, hooks up with the Legion of Monsters, some of our favorite characters, Werewolf by Night, Morbius, Living Mummy, Manphibian. Hulk gets there, immediately has to smash the crap out of some sea monsters, some weird-looking Cthulhu, multi-eyed types. It's perfect Carlo Pagulian art, because this is the stuff you love seeing him do, the stuff you love seeing him do on Planet Hulk. Just Hulk getting into big, gross battles with larger-than-life monsters. He gets some help from Werewolf by Night. He gets some help from Amphibian. It's a little bit of humor. And Morbius and Doctor Strange working together are finally able to figure out, okay, who is this angry spirit that's been haunting Hulk and it is a character we all know and love. It's interesting to see where he or she is at now and by the end of this issue, the status quo has definitely changed a little bit for Red Hulk as he heads into another new storyline, Mayan Rule art by the great Dale Eaglesham, coming up next issue. Also involving the Hulk, we got Hulk Smash Avengers number 4 of 5, the penultimate issue. We are once again jumping forward in time to the era when Hulk was Mr. Fix-It, which I love. Hulk is Mr. Fix-It is one of my favorite incarnations. The uh, gray, intelligent gangster Hulk who worked in Las Vegas as a bodyguard and wore a trench coat and a suit and one of those, what do you call those hats he's got on the cover? A Stetson hat. Thank you, Anthony Chanza. Stetson, that's what we're getting from Anthony Chanza. Okay, so anyways, he's doing his thing in Las Vegas and the West Coast Avengers decide to go and investigate. And because the West Coast Avengers are in this issue, you know it's written by Jim McCann, our good friend, who writes every West Coast Avengers story in the last, I don't know, 15 years. Yep. It is also drawn by Augustin Padilla, who I have not seen a lot of his work before. It's really cool. It reminds me a lot of uh, Rafa Sandoval, mm. but very distinct as well. We get an awesome Hulk versus Avengers fight, as we do in all of these things, but we also get... In addition to a great Hulk versus Wonder Man smackdown that just tears up the Las Vegas Strip, we also get a cool interaction between Hulk and Iron Man that's unlike any we've seen in the series and really most Hulk-Iron Man interactions. So it's another side of the Hulk-Avengers relationship. Check this out. You're welcome, Jim McCann. I just sold your book. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. Over in Journey into Mystery, number 638, it's, uh, man, you got to get the sound effect ready, because it's the penultimate chapter of Exiled. Clank clang. We have got, if you remember the last chapter of Exiled, which is basically our This Week in Marvel dream crossover between Journey into Mystery and New Mutants, two of our very favorite titles. The Asgardians have forgotten who they are. The Desir are loose on San Francisco. Loki pretended he remembered who he was, but he didn't really remember who he was, so the New Mutants thought he was doing this cool spell for them, and he thought he was just a little kid playing a game with them. Brings us to this issue, Desira running wild, and this, we finally, from Kieran Gillen, who's been writing from the start, we get the origin of the Desir, and it's gross, and it's kind of romantic, it's really sad, I was really excited to finally learn about these characters. It was great. It's been, yeah, been, they've been kicking around a couple years now, and it's not what I expected at no. all. We've gotten hints before. Yeah, but it kind of zigged where I thought it was going to zag. And you get the Asgardians begin to start waking up in this issue as we're learning more and more about the Desir, as more and more stuff's happening in San Francisco. And it spins around to a conclusion heading into the last chapter that is just wonderful. The last chapter of this story is going to be very different 
than the four chapters to date. To give me full credit, as I said, it was written by Karen Gillan with Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Art, which we've been raving about for a month now, by Carmine DJ and Domenico. Soto Colors on the Soto Color or Soto Color? Chris Sotomayor's Yeah, it's group. Chris Sotomayor. What's the name of his company? Soto, Soto Color. Soto Color, doing a great job. The art just looks great. This is a fantastic storyline. I'm running out of ways to praise it. Every new chapter has been another spin. Like, the first chapter was just the groups getting together. The second chapter was, oh, we've got this new reality for the Asgardians. Third chapter was a fun little bit with Loki messing around. In this chapter, we get the origin of the Desir. Exiled is totally delivering. Love it. In randomness, today I got a package from David Lopez, the artist for one of the artists on New Mutants, who, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know is one of my absolute favorite artists. And he sent me an original page of art from New Mutants featuring... Not uh, just any original page. Yeah, it's got Warlock when he goes to see one of the Hell Pups Mm -hmm. and his face melts, which I probably talked about for two straight minutes on the podcast. And it's as gorgeous just seeing it up close in the pencils and the blue lines as it is on the page, and it's magnificent, and I don't know how to think... David, he just said, you're welcome. Thanks for the support. He's the nicest man. So if you ever see David Lopez, give him a high five for Agent M. Anyway, we're going to move over to Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number two. We've got two stories in this. The first one written by Eugene Son with art by Ramon Box. Second one written by Jacob Semen with art by Nuno Plati. It's cool. Two short stories. The first one's very New York-centric. You've got people trapped in a subway, mole man. It's something that we as New Yorkers go through and deal with every couple of right. weeks. Moloids. They're a constant problem here. Blake, yeah. you've Back only home, been here for a short yeah. time. You may not have had to encounter many moloids. Back home, what do you deal with more commonly, Blake? Deer. Yes. <laughs> Oids. Deeroids. Deeroids. Yes. Okay. The deer man. Yeah. The second story, you get Spider-Man teaming up with White Tiger to take on Spymaster. Which was cool because we have Spymaster in, uh, Spy in Invincible Iron Man right now, yes. and he's taken over. He may be the new Hellstrom. It's true. If he shows up again Man, soon. I, I love me. But this was a different Spymaster. It, it is. This, this is the original Spymaster because he has a different costume. Tell us, oh, Wizard up, of Marvel lore. You're up on your Spymaster lore. There have actually been three Spymasters, hmm. and over Invincible Iron Man is the current Spymaster because the other two are, well, two of them are thought dead. One actually resurfaced during Dark Reign, but this, from indications of costume, is the original Spymaster. Because I love that costume, because his symbol is like a hand it's, clutching it's a, a, a knife. knife. It's like, what's up? I'm I don't know what, you. I don't know what that has that, to do with obviously spies. Obviously, I'm a spy. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with spies, but I've always loved it. Comic books, guys. Hmm. It's great. Over at Marvel Zombies Destroy, number two, you've got... The, what is it, the Ducky Dozen? Ducky Dozen. Led by Howard the Duck and his weird band of misfits, along with Dum Dum Dugan, taking on the just gross, awful, evil zombie hordes. In this issue, they take on the invaders to start and then wrap it up, and you find out who the big bad is behind all the zombies, which was. Dum Dum Dum. We're going to end it there then. No, I said Dum Dum Dum. No, you didn't. No, whatever. Hmm. Hmm. Over in Mighty Thor, issue number 14. We've got a couple different stories moving along here. We've got Thor has traveled to Nidavellir, the home of the dwarves, where they've got these gross, overbiting demon dream creatures who have trapped Thor and this one dwarf, 
Hreidmar, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, Hreidmar and Thor are... In my studies of Asgardians, then yes. yes I, I was, he's a Yiddish dwarf named Hreidmar. And they are trapped in a dream scenario by these gross creatures who basically are using Thor's dreams and this guy's dreams against them, and they're also moving out and consuming the dwarves around them, and they're threatening to move into the rest of Asgard. Thor, who is great at punching stuff and hitting it with his hammer, has to figure out how to basically fight a dream, which is not easy, as Blake will tell you. Meanwhile, Don Blake has decided, you know what, I'm sick of being Thor's sometime alter ego. I want to be a god myself. So he's teamed up with the Enchantress, who puts him through horrible trials in this issue to start turning him into a god. And there's just some grisly visuals by Pepe Larraz, who is doing bang-up work on this story. And we've also got this kind of separate story in Broxton, where this troubled teenager is basically about to get booted out of school. He's running away from home, and... Don't know how that's going to link up with anything else yet, but that's kind of the intrigue of this book. Written by Matt Fraction, as I mentioned, art by Pepe Larraz, great cover by the legendary Walt Simonson, who knows a thing or two about Thor, and we will see where it goes from here. Uh, It ends with a giant Nightmare Odin, as you can see from the cover of next issue, so we're going to get a giant Nightmare Odin versus Thor next month. As you do. All right, over in Secret Avengers number 27, we have, I think, our lone AVX tie-in of the week, the yes. only Avengers vs. X-Men tie-in for this week. It's written by Rick Remender with just disgustingly amazing art by oh, Renato Geddes. With, wait, oh, but with colors by Brady Brettweiser and Matt Wilson, who totally complement it and push it over the edge, especially their hues with the purples and the pinks and the greens and the blues. They really do a lot of work here. But... I can't handle it. Renato Geddes is it's insane. So beautiful. It's probably the most beautiful book of this week, and yeah. that's on a week where we got Stefano Caselli, we've got Pat Zercher, we've got Carmine Di Gian Domenico. So much good art, but Renato Geddes is just murdering it. Yeah, I. Ah, the looks, second panel in the book is this just incredible oh yeah. Thanos image. Yeah, it looks like it's it almost carved, carved in wood. Yeah, the whole issue looks like he just whittled it. Out of wood. With his magic brain yeah, pencil. exactly. And then just somehow transferred it to art. Ugh. Whittled it like at a Garris family reunion where they just sit around with their wood blocks. Just whittling. And their whittles. Whistling. We do do that. I know. I know. I've seen your videos. Anyway, you've got the Secret Avengers team who have been out in space trying to fight the Phoenix stranded on Hala, the home planet for the Kree. Something fishy is going on. You've got Marvell. Captain Marvel, the hero who died from cancer low those many years ago, he is back. Why? How? We're trying to figure all that out. But he's got Ms. Marvel and Novar, the protector, basically, quote-unquote, under his spell, working with him against the Avengers. And the Avengers are really, right now, it's just Vision and Thor to take on all of the Kree. And you get a cool throwdown between Captain Marvel and Thor. You get Vision sort of figuring out what's going on, trying to fix things. You get a sense that things are not exactly as they seem. Things are not right. Something's rotten in the city of Hala. You went there, didn't you? Had to. Oh, goodness. Demanding it. It's a terrific, terrific issue. We raved about the art, but it's also excellently written, as always, by Rick Remender. So, yeah, this is a terrific book. Finally for this week in Ultimate Comics X-Men number 12, it is the final hurrah for writer Nick Spencer, joined by artist Carlo Barberi. We get to visit with a lot of the characters Nick has set up 
throughout his run on the book thus far, and we revisit some of his central mysteries. We also see some people we haven't seen in a while, like Havoc and some others who I can't name. But a lot of questions remain unanswered, and we know Brian Wood's coming in. Divided We Fall is coming over to uh, rock the Ultimate Comics universe. This is a very intriguing prologue, if you will, where some questions are wrapped up and some are left very much on the table. And this is one of our Ultimate Comics, so with it, you can get a free digital copy along with your written copy with the code in the back. All right. We ran through all the books. What, sure did. What is your Twim of the Week, Benjamin? I got to tell you, Captain America is on a hot streak for me right now. I love this Scourge storyline. I love, love, love Patch Searcher's art. So Captain America number 12 is going to do it for me. Okay. For me, I think I would go with Secret Avengers as my pick of the week. Definitely the best best looking book of the week is Secret Avengers. That's saying something, again. Yep. Blake? I would go with Deadpool, but... When you gave me the comics, and I was flipping through them. Well, to, to give listeners who don't know what random thing Blake is talking about, I give all my issues to Blake after both myself and my wife read through them so that Blake can get caught up and mm-hmm. be uh, as knowledgeable for you fans as he possibly can be. So Ryan's awesome. And I was going through them, and I sat up in my chair when I saw Hulk Smash Avengers. Hulk Smash I Avengers? I sat up in my chair. It looks that good. You are usually slouching pretty, uh, exactly. pretty heavily. Yeah, they don't have chair backs where no, you come from. Home. Is that true? Just stools everywhere. Back home, it's just stools and benches. Okay, backless benches. We Fair make enough. them too. Yeah, you whittle them. <laughs> so let's take a uh, informal poll of our newcomers, guys. I don't know how many books you checked out since they just came out today, but uh, just listening to our descriptions, what are you most excited to read? Anthony Chanza. Definitely Amazing Spider-Man 686. Amazing Spider-Man number 686 by Dan Slott. Amazing. Everything from in his issues in Brand New Day up to big time. Mm -hmm. Since he took over the book solo, he's been knocking it out of the park. All right. Anthony Chanza, very prepared answer. Very impressive. Judges give it a nine. Rachel Pittman? I'm very excited to see Journey into Mystery. I love Kieran Gillen's work. Um, Do you almost mispronounce it, Gillen? You're going to say Kieran Gillen. Oh, my God. Kieran Gillen is so vain. He is going to hate that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll email him and he'll go. I'll live in shame for the rest of my life. But you're excited for Journey to Mystery? Very cool. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Excellent. So really wide variety there. Just goes to show how much good material we're putting out. But that's just our print comics. We are also in the digital market on iPhones, iPods, iPads, Androids. Hulu, Netflix. Our comics are not on Hulu nor Netflix. Please do not listen Sorry, to Benjamin's I just got misreporting of this I just information. Got on a roll. But anyways, you could also buy them on the Marvel Comic Shop. Yes, on the Marvel Comic Shop, the Marvel Comics app. Everything we just talked about is available now. It's available digitally. And additionally, we have the following single issues that were added this week: Deadpool issue number nine hundred. Deadpool issue number 1,000. And if you're worried there is no gap between those, you no. are not missing 999 no. issues? Dead, good. Deadpool, we did two kind of one-shot special anniversary issues, tongue firmly in cheek, but you do not need to worry that you've missed some 800-odd issues of Deadpool. We also had issues number 31 through 36 of the current Hulk series, issues number 27 through 31 of Journey into Mystery, all four issues of Ultimate Comics Mystery, and from the 1991 original X-Force series, issues number 5 through 15. We did it, guys. Yep. We did it. cable goodness. Comics are saved. All right. 
Also, we've got collections. You want to do digital collections or print collections first, Ben? I don't know, man. We kind of bounced around. Why we bounced around a lot. Why don't we hit digital collections and then circle back to uh, print collections to go full circle? All right. First up, we have Fear Itself, the collection of the seven issues of that limited series. We have FF by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 1. We have What If, Secret Invasion, which collects the What If one-shots from two or three years ago. Well, yeah, I think Secret Invasion was before Dark Reign. So I want to say three. I want to say, yeah. Three, I think. Anyway, Wolverine goes to hell. X-Force, Cable and the New Mutants, which is, I mean, come on now, why don't you, hey? Essential. And X-Men, Mutant Massacre. There's a lot of great stuff in there digitally. If I had to pick a twim out of that lot, I'd probably go with FF by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 1, as much as I love my Cable. Ditto. I would also go with FF by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 1. That was just such a cool reinvention of that concept. All right, over in print collections, courtesy of our main man, Max Beckman, we have... Avengers, The Many Faces of Henry Pym, trade paperback. Dokken, Dark Wolverine, No More Heroes, hardcover. Deadpool Max, Involuntary Armageddon, trade paperback. Marvel Universe, Spider-Man, Amazing Fantasy Digest. It's a digest. Mighty Thor by Matt Fraction, Volume 1, in trade. And Mighty Thor by Matt Fraction, Volume 2, in hardcover. Marvel Masterworks, Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 7, in trade. Marvel Masterworks, Atlas Era, Journey into Mystery, Volume 4, in hardcover. Strike Force Moratory. Volume 3, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, Death of Spider-Man, Fallout, trade paperback, featuring the debut of Miles Morales. Uncanny X-Force, Dark Angel Saga, book 1 in trade paperback. Uncanny X-Force, Otherworld in hardcover. And Venom Circle of 4 in hardcover. So much stuff. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I love Dokken. I am looking forward to reading Strike Force Moratory, but I think for me, Uncanny X-Force, Dark Angel Saga, book one, that was one of the best stories I've read in years. So yeah. that's going to get my pick. I agree. Done. Make it so. Pass the law. Blake Garris. Docking for days. Docking for days. Yeah. Docking for days. You should have that on a t-shirt. Yeah, that sounds like a good band name. Let's Doc- do it. Docking for days. I'm pretty sure you get sued. You want to start one? No. All right. We've talked about this. Fair enough. We'll, All right. We'll talk later. All right. If you want more digital comics, you can also subscribe to Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited on Marvel.com. And we have a bunch of new issues available through the service this week, including Avengers Academy, number 21, Captain America, numbers 2 through 4 of the current series, Doc and Dark Wolverine, number 10. Docking for days, man. Well, actually, Doc and Dark Wolverine number 10 through number 17. Tons yeah. of Doc. Spread out over three days, so you could literally call it Doc and for Days. It's our Doc and for Days promotion. Literally. On Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Yes. Kazar, numbers 2 through 5 of the latest series. Number 12 of the Human Torch series from 1940. Yep. So that We're exists. There. We're getting there. Deadpool, numbers 38, 39, and 40, and 41 from the current series as well as issues one through four of Mystery Men. So that runs through all our comics for the week. Now we're going to kick it over to Strami. Mark Strami Strom. Strami Stromulus. West Strom. Coast. Yep, and he's going to give us... We, um, I was thinking about this when we were starting the show. We always say, hey, we're kicking it over to Strami. We introduce ourselves each week. Does he introduce himself? Does he, he does. Say, like who he is? Glad mm-hmm. you're listening. <laughs> I, I live this podcast. I don't need to listen. If I did... I would cut straight to Strami's stuff, though. Speaking of which... Hello, This Week in Marvel listeners. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom coming to you from Los Angeles once more. 
It should be noted that I am currently recovering from a cold, so apologies if my voice sounds a little funny or begins to get a little scraggly by the end of this. But I want to give you the latest on Marvel TV and movies and all that jazz. This week, we actually don't have new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man or Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes this week. We will be on a short hiatus, so we will be running encores of previous episodes for the next couple weeks. But Marvel Universe still airs this Sunday, beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 Central, with an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man. This episode is the exclusive episode, which is not to say that the episode is exclusive, but the episode is actually titled exclusive. It's, if you recall, the episode that originally aired maybe two or three weeks ago that features the Hulk, and it is entirely told from the perspective of Mary Jane's uh, video camera as she begins to interview Peter, and then Peter winds up, or should I say Spider-Man rather, and then Spider-Man winds up fighting the Hulk, tearing up a good chunk of Manhattan in the process. It's a very fun episode, and after that, we've got an encore presentation of the Season 2 premiere of The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which is titled The Private War of Doctor Doom. This, of course, is the episode in which Doctor Doom stops by. He kidnaps the Wasp and the Invisible Woman, guest stars the Fantastic Four, has some great Hulk thing interactions that are not to be missed so you can catch all that again and also this monday which is also memorial day there is a superhero squad show marathon on the hub and that is the superhero super start of summer marathon it begins at two eastern time and runs until four on once again the hub network That will be four straight episodes of the Superhero Squad show that you can tune in and check out. And with that, and in effort to spare my voice and keep this as brief as possible, I will send you back to Ryan and Ben, but I will be back with you shortly. All right, so Ben, why don't you start us off with news for this week? As you mentioned briefly earlier, we had a lot of news coverage of Astonishing X-Men number 50 and the upcoming number 51, featuring the wedding of North Star and his boyfriend Kyle Jindadu. You can catch up with all that, including see the video of what? I've never heard his last name said out loud. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Good on you. So you can watch the video of the announcement being made on The View by Whoopi Goldberg. You can, as Ryan mentioned, hear our podcast with artist Mike Perkins. And you can also check out the very cool Phil Noto variant cover, issue number 51. Wait, explain that variant cover a little bit because I still don't believe you. Okay, so you may have seen in the past, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do blank variant covers where you have the all-white background. You also have those comic shop variant covers where you have the little windows and you can put a picture of your comic store in there this is kind of a combination of the two it's a cover by phil noto we've got it's like a photo gallery it's like a wall of photos faux photos of the various marvel weddings so like cyclops and Jean gray invisible woman and mr fantastic vision and scarlet witch all the way up to luke cage and jessica jones they're all hanging and then north star and kyle are in the corner then it's got an empty frame which you can either get a drawing from someone, or you can put your own wedding photo. Right, but is it a 
like a frame where you can drop a picture. You can like in, drop it in, or do you paste it on? I think you have to paste it. You have to like paste uh, it and tape it. All right, so if you're some sort right. of speculator, I guess that would damage the value of the issue. The way you had described it earlier today mm-hmm. was as such that it was basically two slots of paper where the background you would actually be able to hold a photo no, in it. all I said was it's now a you, frame, mm, which you assume to mean an actual frame, but what mm, I meant is a frame is drawn on the cover mm, and then you paste your picture into that frame. Mm, well, agree to, to agree that yes. I... I am, did not get the right information I from am, you. I am going to paste... I might get two so I can have my own wedding photo and then one of when Blake married that swamp queen back home. Yep. Because I thought that was a beautiful scene. You're never going to meet her now. What? When she comes to visit. Why are you not living together? She still lives in the swamp. I mean, sometimes... sometimes Does she like your soul patch? I haven't told her yet. (laughs) Sometimes complicated answers have the simplest solutions. She's still in the swamp. Anyways, elsewhere in the world of comics news on Marvel.com this week... We premiered the prologue and first two chapters from our Civil War prose novel by Stuart Moore. You can read those right now on the site for free. We last week spoke with WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler as part of our Fighting Fanboys series. And then the Marvel.com curse struck because he lost his match on Sunday at Over the Limit. So we apologize, Dolph. We thought we'd gotten over this curse because all all our interviewees were doing well. They were winning titles, but apparently it, it has struck back. And uh, Dolph Ziggler was just sending me that. To be fair, there's a 50-50 shot of whatever could happen. It's true. If you do an interview with us and you're a WWE superstar or UFC fighter, you will either... uh, Win or lose. You'll either win or lose. Rarely tie. Yeah. Rarely tie. So, good luck on those odds. We spoke to Jeff Loeb, our head of television, but we spoke to him about his comics work, which includes a return to Wolverine as well as some work on ABX Versus. Our psych ward this week was Storm, dealt with her roles in the Avengers and the X-Men, and of course in Avengers vs. X-Men. And on a final note, we remembered artist Tony Tizuniga, who passed away this past week. Great artist from the past era, who most famous for some of his Western work here and at other companies. But actually, Conan, Hulk, yeah, some other very stuff. prolific. Worked on X-Men, worked on Punisher a lot. Yeah. So read up on him, and you'll actually see like a lot of stuff he worked on that you may not have been aware of. Yep. Over in Marvel Avengers Alliance, this week we, fingers crossed, are releasing two items for the game. One is shawarma. So if you have seen Marvel's The Avengers, the film that's in theaters now, you will know that shawarma is a comedic element in said yes. film. And Blake then, was so excited that we're releasing it in the game. Yeah. You weren't here on Monday to see just how excited he was. Well, when Blake plays Avengers Alliance for five hours per day, he will utilize the shawarma pretty heavily. It's awesome. You're excited for it, too. I'm very excited. We were talking about how excited we were. Yeah. What does the shawarma do, Blake? You get your health and your stamina fully restored. Yeah. So it's like a cure-all. Yeah. Just like shawarma in real life. Yeah. The other item is Coulson's Revenge, which is the gun that Coulson uses to blast Loki in that pivotal scene in Marvel's The Avengers, the film. Right. Which, by the way, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. We get a long weekend. If you haven't seen The Avengers, if you've seen it already, perfect opportunity to go see it for the first time or to see it again. Go enjoy the movie film. 
Also, this week we revealed a whole bunch of details and first look at Marvel Heroes, our upcoming MMO that we're working on with Gazillion and Secret Identity Studios. I am very relieved that this information is out there, as I've been holding on to so many details about this game for about two years now, and it's great. It's essentially going... It's weighing on you. Yes, it was. It's going to more or less be like Diablo for the Marvel Universe with Marvel characters and heroes. The main creative guy behind it is David Brevik, who created Diablo 1 and Diablo 2, and he's taking his awesomeness to our game and is going to let you do all kinds of fun stuff. The first trailer shows that Dr. Doom has the Cosmic Cube. Yeah, right? Always with that guy. And you get to fight, you know, we showed Wolverine, and there will be Sentinels and Colossus and Squirrel Girl and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm very excited. There will be plenty more information going forward. You know, what do we have? E3 coming up, San Diego Comic-Con coming up, PAX will be coming up later this year. Lots of points to find out more about the game in the future. This week we also hosted a visit by Yankee second baseman Robinson Cano, which was terrific. Funny enough, the Marvel curse does not stretch to Robinson. He hit a home run last night. There you go. That's what happens, the counterbalance. So Dolph Ziggler got screwed, but it raised Robinson. Yeah, sportsmen can do whatever they like. Basically, if we get two in one week, one's going to do great and one's going to suffer. Yeah, or they could both fail or both succeed. The odds are completely right there. Yep. So we interviewed him. We talked about some cool stuff. He's a fun guy. That'll be on this week in Marvel in the future. We almost interviewed Gio Gonzalez this morning, but Just he wasn't. He wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to him soon. But we're we're getting more fun, crazy guests for this week in Marvel. We released our Benedict Cumberbatch and Stephen Moffat podcast. Right. I put up all the photos, which if you were around and saw the initial posting of the photos on my blog, you will have noticed that Benedict Cumberbatch's name was misspelled as Benedict. Cumber Patch. And you know, that happened. Partially, it's my fault. I gave all this work to Anthony Chanza, who's sitting right here, who we rent down all the images, and I said, here are the names of all the people, went through it. He went to town, he uploaded all the images. It takes a long time in our system. And then I copied and pasted all his work into my blog, posted it, boom, it was up. But I didn't spell check him. So that's my fault. But it's my fault. It's, it's definitely Anthony's fault, fault yeah. for not checking the names of people who he does not know personally. Yeah. You also misspelled Janine Schaefer's name. You misspelled Pete Olson's name. So on top of Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch, you misspelled several names. You made a lot of enemies in your short time here, Anthony Chanza. Yes. He's pouring over his notes right now, trying to figure out how this all I am quite perturbed about yeah. all this. So to be fair, Blake didn't spell check that article either, though. So some it wasn't an article. Has to fall on him. No, no, he had nothing to do with this. Oh, I just, I just, I just feel, I just feel like it does. Nope, Blake is scot free on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you next time, Gary. Uh, everything's coming up, Blake. If you have any complaints or questions or problems, at Chubanza, C H E W B A N Z A. What or if you just need someone to talk to? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Just yell at Chubanza. Yep. For anything. Literally anything. Just give him guff. No. From me. For me. Wow, this is Do going. it for a long time. This is just going and going. Eventually, the interns will learn their lessons, but I don't want them to learn them fully too soon. Let it sink in for a while. All right, on that shiny note, I'm going to kick it back over to Strami. Strami, give us some more news. Hello once more, This Week in Marvel listeners. This is Strami coming back at you from 
Los Angeles, as always. I have no idea why I always feel the need to declare the fact that I am in Los Angeles, but I am. It is a somewhat overcast day, nor do I know why I feel the need to sometimes give you the weather, but, well, that's the weather in Los Angeles today. Regardless, We've got some awesome new movies and TV news this week. First up, we posted the official Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline to Marvel.com this past Tuesday. And this is a timeline that was originally published in The Art of Marvel's The Avengers, which first hit bookshelves probably about two or two and a half weeks ago now. And if you buy the book, not only do you get a ton of great art, a ton of great concept art from the film, a really, really, really great look at how the entire tone and feel and design of the film was put together, but you also get this awesome fold-out poster that is the official Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. This was put together by people who work at Marvel Studios who, over the course of our films being released, sort of collected, you know, all the info together and actually put together a timeline of the sequence of events and when they happen. So this timeline covers the events of Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Captain America, the first Avenger, and brings you right up to the beginning of Marvel's The Avengers. What's really fun is that, and I don't think many fans realize this unless you've read the rather excellent Marvel's The Avengers prelude comic, Fury's Big Week, is that the events of Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor all take place in the same week. And that's actually the premise of the Fury's Big Week prelude comic. It, it actually takes you through those events from the perspective of Fury and Coulson until, I believe, and shows them to you in chronological order. So it's really fascinating. You can go through, look at that. It not only includes stuff from those five films, but it also includes on the timeline items from some of the tie-in comics. I know that Iron Man 2 Public Identity, which was the official prelude comic to Iron Man 2, is referenced on there. The Marvel one-shot The Consultant is also referenced on there. So it really pulls together all of the different stories and all of the different events that have taken place within what we call the Marvel Cinematic Universe and builds into one cohesive timeline. Also this week, we gave you a new Amazing Spider-Man video game trailer, which highlighted the web rush game mechanic and this is something new to this Spider-Man game. Essentially, when you go into web rush mode, it slows down time and allows you to make key decisions, key strategic or timing decisions, and it allows you to sort of figure out how to take down a bad guy in a specific way, or it allows you to figure out which building you want to jump to next. It's very fun and very cool. I've seen it in action from some of the video game guys playing it. I think it's something that Spider-Man fans and Spider-Man video game fans will really enjoy. So you can check that out now on Marvel.com. And in other Spider-Man news, we 
will have episodes three and four of Ultimate Spider-Man up today on Marvel.com and MarvelKids.com. Those are the episodes that feature Doctor Doom and Venom, the introduction of Doctor Doom and Venom into the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. And tomorrow... If all goes as planned and we do not run into any technical issues, we will have episodes one and two of season two of the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes up for you. And those are The Private War of Doctor Doom, which I talked about earlier, as well as an episode titled Alone Against AIM, which is essentially Tony Stark, James Rhodes, Captain America, and the Black Panther trapped inside Stark Tower. It's under attack by AIM, and they need to fight their way out. It features War Machine. It's got Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain America, of course. Captain America gets a new shield. And you'll be able to catch both of those episodes up on Marvel.com and MarvelKids.com by tomorrow afternoon. And with that, I bid you adieu. And thank you once again for listening. Have a wonderful long weekend, and I shall talk to you again next week. Thank you, Stromy. Man, that was a delightful joke. I'm glad you're bringing the fun. Yeah, and it's not just humor with Stromy. It's educational, too, and not Mm -hmm. just about the product, but about life. Yeah. He's a math magician. Yep. All right, so we're going to go into comments and questions for This Week in Marvel. Uh, Again, if you have comments or questions, both about the podcast or about anything Marvel, Tweet using the hashtag this week in Marvel. You can also tweet to at agent underscore M at Ben J Morse at Strami or at Blake Garris. And we'll also, if there's any mistakes in this one, if we say your name wrong or anything like that, tweet at Jubanza, who was the one who assembled all of these. Yeah, he's probably made a bunch of mistakes. Yeah, he made a misspelled his first name. Yep, it's kind of his thing. All right, so we're gonna kick right into it with at Cassius three three five. Start from the bottom up. They're in the wrong order. Great. Good. That's an awesome way to start. All right. So the first one is, how are you guys finding the Avengers Alliance Mockingbird mission? Personally, I'm finding it quite challenging, and I started with 500 ISO. I feel very sorry for the 65ers. Mission's hard enough without the artificial slowdown. Further to previous, just encountered the Hammerhead epic boss, Holy Mother of God, Wave 1 just shredded Hulk. Well, Alan John Wilkinson, I gotta sympathize with you, man. That Mockingbird mission is a doozy. I did beat hammerhead the other day that was a tough one but it took forever and used a lot of items yeah i've been going back and beating old missions and kind of building my items back up and that just completely tore it apart so yeah it's really tough you gotta be really committed and good on you for having 500 iso i only had 65 as did i yes Daniel Ketchum, one of the X-Men editors, he had 500, and he came sauntering over Mm -hmm. last week, and he was like, oh, I don't have any problems with this Mockingbird, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, really? Did you have 565? I was like, I had 500. And I explained that we all had 65, and he was like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Just in that voice, too. Yeah. I have to say, though, again, when you finally get to play as Mockingbird, she's pretty cool. She's great. all those abilities. She's awesome. Because she's not... A specialist in any way. She's a generalist, but she has abilities of like various. She will. Classes. She will gain the class that is counter to the person she's fighting. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. So she's definitely worth the challenge, but it's yes. not easy. Yeah, no, it's definitely not easy, but it's not meant to be easy. It's no. meant to be a challenge and make you work for it. So. Oh, yeah. That is. Yeah. Thanks, John. Alan, John, John, Alan Wilkinson, man. All right. At Alex Gimmel tweets. Gotta agree with Blake Garris. Storm would be annoying on a road trip. One, don't agree with Blake. Uh, yeah. 
Two, you're wrong. Alex Campbell is, is a member of the Blake Brigade, though. That's the newly formed group of Blake Garris devoted fans. I'm the voice of the people. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which people? This one, and yeah. then maybe some people later. All right. All right, stay tuned. At Alex M. Morales tweets, I haven't got the chance to read Amazing Spider-Man and Ends of the Earth. His latest costume is interesting. What abilities does it give? His latest costume is very tech-based. It's actually very specific to fight the Sinister Six. So it's completely tricked out with different gadgets he developed at Horizon Labs to specifically target the weaknesses of the Sinister Six. So it's got stuff like magnetic webbing to disrupt electro signals. It's got special goggles so he can see through Mysterio's illusions. It's reinforced so he can fight the rhino. It's just got a lot of cool things. You haven't even seen all the tricks for it yet. And it's cool looking. Yep. At He Knows Movies tweets, Ant-Man movie question mark? So, Mr. B Moviegoer, the answer is no information. No, I like that he tweeted both us and IMDb. Well. So maybe IMDb gave him an answer. Yeah. Maybe. they didn't. There is no information, so too bad. At Brad the YM tweets, watch Avengers with at John Stephen SHFX. First chance to watch it together. Cool. I think, once again, this is a case where we have three tweets and you got to read from the bottom up. Really? Yep. Why aren't they in order? I don't know. Or maybe they are in order. They might I be three know. separate tweets. I'm, anyway, I'm going to go to the second one. First one. Another one from at Brad the YM. Any word on Ghost Rider making appearances in up comic Marvel comics? I okay. miss Johnny and Alexandra. So Brad the YM wants to know if there are any plans for Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, or Alexandra uh, in upcoming issues. No immediate plans, but Ghost Rider is a fixture of the Marvel Universe. Surely he or she will be making appearances in some form or another sooner rather than later. And Brad, the YM, also wants twin points for finding the AR execution. It's not really finding anything. Again, the AR, it works off of images. So if you have an ad that has the cover of Avengers Mm vs. X-Men number one, the AR app will work against it. But he did prompt the conversation, so I'll give him five. Just five. five. Done. Five twin points. Make it so. Blake, can you hand those out? Points for you. All right. Just make sure he gets them. Like, you know. Yeah. Follow up. At Cheap GN tweets, there's just too much awesome this week. Cheap GN is uh, Max Beckman. He gives us our week of trades. Oh. So he's talking about how many awesome trades there are this week. Thanks, I don't Max. think it's too much, though. Mm. It's never too much. At Immortal Thor 99 tweets, how come no what if issues this year? No particular reason. Sometimes we put out what if issues. Sometimes we don't put out what if issues. I love them. Hopefully we'll be back next year. Yep. At Epoch252 tweets, Unlocking Mockingbird and Avengers Alliance is proving to be a lot harder than I thought it would be. Stupid, unstable ISO. I think we're going to get a couple of those this week. Yeah, I have a feeling that could be a recurring theme. It's tough, y'all. At Devin Kruger tweets, Where the heck are Hulkling and Wiccan? Where the heck are they? They were just in Avengers the Children's Crusade, which just wrapped a couple months ago. So, you know, we left them there kind of at a stopping point. Where are they going to be next? Who knows? But, you know... Scarlet Witch is going to play a big part in AVX. Obviously, Wiccan is very tied to her now, so you might see them again in the near future. At Jedi Lamont tweets, Brilliant to finally see a Namor-focused issue of Uncanny X-Men. The innuendos were plentiful. Not much to add. Nope. It's true. Sexy Namor is awesome. Mm-hmm. Another one from at Jedi LeMond tweets, The Lego Marvel so far is really cool. Can we expect to see more Lego X-Men? And wouldn't a Marvel Lego game be awesome? Well, it would be awesome. No plans at the moment. If that changes, we'll let you know. The more Lego figures and sets you guys buy, the more I'm sure we'll do. Just keep going and let us know what you like. 
at HWV tweets, Mockingbird and Avengers Alliance has cool moves, but like any great woman, is so hard to get. Yes, Haywood. That's a fair assessment. Dead on, Haywood. You you're, got that you're one. on fire this week. <laughs> Another one from at HWV. Cool Logan is back on the right side, but I guess he is in pro PETA, and Thor is the ultimate warrior of 616. No idea, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Mm-hmm. At HWV tweets, this week podcast was just all sorts of lull moments. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Haywood. We will try. At Jimbo tweets, if you could have any artist to design a tattoo for you, who would you choose and what character scene would you want? Hmm. Mm. That's neat. That's a very cool idea. I think I'd want David Aha to do something. Yeah, David Aha would work really well on some tattoos. Yeah, very stark lines. And I wouldn't even like really give him instruction. I'd just be like, dude, just go to town. Just give me some immortal weapons awesomeness or just anything you want. Yeah. Let my body be your canvas is what I would say to him. Your body is a... Yeah, it's a 90s song waiting to be written. Totally is. Blake, what do you say? I'll tell you who it wouldn't be. Mark Brooks. I know him. He's Blake's he got a feud with, uh, a quote-unquote feud with Mark. Okay. You wouldn't choose Mark Brooks. Yeah. Who would you choose in actually answering the question? No, I the whole time I was waiting for the Mark Rooks thing, and I wasn't thinking. Yeah, man, you got to start answering questions and not just furthering your agendas and feuds. I have a feeling Blake's going to be watching the new miniseries, Hatfields and McCoys. On that History was, that was great. Yeah, shocker. Anyways. For me, I don't know. I would think about using some classic artwork, something from the early 60s, something mm-hmm. great and old school. Maybe some David Lopez animals. I was, I was just thinking, like, some really cool... Some fun stuff. I don't know that I would go with comic book characters, but having him draw something. You know, Jen Grunwald, who's in our collections department, has a great Lockheed designed and drawn by... You're making a claw. I don't know how that's supposed to indicate who it is. Yeah, Astonishing X-Men. Astonishing X-Men. Who's John... John Cassidy? John Cat. I don't remember what was the last word I said before I went and lost it. I think it's perfect the way it is. Yeah. No editing needed. She has a Lockheed drawn by... Got again. <laughs> By John Cassidy. It was terrific. It's absolutely wunderbar. So, it's been a long day. All right. Well, we've only got eight more pages left. Great, great. <laughs> At Jeffrey Herbst1 tweets, I'm a first time asking, but long time listener. Haven't missed an episode yet. You know what? I've been waiting for one of those because every yeah. time you listen, hey, you talk to me, you got, all right, you know, long time, first time. Yeah. Long time listener, first time question asker. Oh, man. Jeffrey? 10 twin points from me. 10 twin points from me. Nice. That equates to th- carry the two. Uh, 12 Some twin points. 12 twin, twin points. points. Blake, can you make sure he gets those? Yeah. All right. Another, another one from Jeffrey Herbst. What happened to Superhero Squad on Cartoon Network? Was it taken off the air or moved to a different time? You know, Superhero Squad, it's actually not on Cartoon Network anymore. Mm. It's on The Hub, which is Hasbro's TV channel. So if you don't have The Hub, contact your local cable provider and see if they can provide it for you. If they can't, then you should let us know, I guess. Let Blake know. Yeah, let Blake know. Tweet at Blake Garris. Actually, no. Tweet at Chubanza. (laughs) Let him know that you want that added to your cable package. Yep. He'll take care of you. All right. At Sergeant underscore Z tweets, Def need to pick up Hulk. Hulk goes on vacation edition. Also still waiting for Logan to skewer Scott in the face. Well, Jeremy, you keep picking up Avengers versus X-Men. Yes. 
Sell those comics, man. Yeah. At SGT underscore Z also tweets, awesome podcast as usual, and the voice issue has been worked nice. out. Nice. The voice issue is dead. Yeah. Well, now it's going to be ruined because of this. There it is. Glass half empty Blake. Yep. And did he hear a thing Namor rematch? You did hear that correctly. There was a thing Namor round two in the most recent issue of Uncanny X-Men. I think it was issue 12. So pick that up. Yep. At Comics Dude one tweets, Folks that never read comics are giving me their money so that I can pick up copies of ABX at Midtown Comics. Glad to be of service. That's awesome, Lucas. Yeah. You should bring them how with you, you to the is, comic store. How is he of service? He's oh, helping he's taking spread. it out of their hands. Yeah. All right. No, no. He's buying the he comics says, for people. Oh, got it. Yeah. So he's going to the comic shop, but getting, getting Lucas, bring them with people. you. Make it yeah. a make it a group outing. I'm making a, a hug gesture. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Another one from at Comics Dude One tweets: Wolverine and the X Men number eleven. What a wonderful issue! Reminded me of nineties X comics with all the dialogue. Miss comics like those. Can't argue with nineties X comics. Yeah, tons of dialogue, all good stuff. Last one from at Comics Dude One tweets. Thanks for the 30 twin points. Until the Phoenix Force happens to cause a company-wide reboot of all your books, make mine Marvel. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. That's, that's not in the cards. That's crazy. Yes. At Wig, Witkovskim. At Witkovskim. <laughs> it's Matthew Witkovsky. <laughs> Witkovsky M. Yeah, it's Witkovsky M. Oh! <laughs> Man, my brain is, like, moving to the left today. This comment's not going to help. God. At Rukovsky M tweets, I have to agree with Blake. I would not want Storm along for a road trip. She's way too dramatic. She would tell awesome stories. You don't know what you're missing. Again, controls the weather. Yeah. You never have to drive in the rain. It's always beautiful out. What if it's December and you got to go through what's a cold state and you don't want to drive through snow? I'm going to agree with you guys on this one because he added you, Ben, yeah. and not me. What? So, you guys are right. So, you betrayed one of the two members of the Blake Brigade. Jump in the van, in. Storm. <laughs> yeah, jump it's in Blake's in the van. windowless van. Anyway, at Wilkowski, I'm also tweets, I'm excited for first X-Men. Why are you guys so pumped for Hobo Submariner? What's the big deal? This is definitely a Blake fan. Matthew. Definitely a Blake Matthew. fan. Matthew. If you don't understand why Hobo Submariner is so awesome, simply from the title, Hobo, Hobo Submariner. Submariner. Yeah, it's really not a concept that needs a lot of unpacking or explanation. No. It's like Armageddon by Michael Bay. Yeah. It's, it's all right there in the title. It's like The Avengers. Right Marvel's there in the title. The, Marvel's The Marvel's Avengers. Avengers. It's, <laughs> it's like tacos. You know. Anyway. They are tacos. At Super Nicky D tweets, quote, this giant... Ellipses, flame bird, end quote. New quote, ellipses, that's the phoenix. Yeah, I forget. Emulating probably context. our scintillating dialogue, or maybe someone, your dialogue someone in said the last, Yeah, no, it was from the AVX podcast. Someone was like, I think it was Nick Lowe, was like, this giant flame bird. And I was just like, yeah, that's the phoenix. <laughs> Way to be on top of things. Yeah, don't Hashtag, miss the not AVX Nick Lowe's, special. Uh, Stephen Wacker. Oh, yeah, no, it was last week in the normal podcast when Wacker oh, was reading right. uh, AVX for the first time. Yeah. We told him what the Phoenix was. Oh, Wacker. Yeah. Hashtag I love Marvel. Thanks, Nikki. But definitely don't miss the AVX podcast. Yeah. At Laser Mountain Monster tweets, My kitten ignored your warning to not read Wolverine last week. She's scarred for life and now turning to a life of crime. Not our fault. Yeah. Yeah, we warned your kitten. Yeah. The kitten is probably underage. Yeah. You are That's her guardian. You. you should be taking control of what she is exposed to. Is she underage? Isn't like a year in normal life like 
20 years in kitten years or something like nah, that? It's, it's not nearly. Nope. It's like 3 to 1. All right. So probably underage. Another one from at Laser Mountain Monster. When did they get polar bears in Antarctica? Have you ever seen Lost? Yeah, obviously. If they, you watch the season series finale of Lost, you'd understand. Yeah. Duh. It's all explained there. Yep. At Hockeyuk tweets to me, who would you most like to see with the juggernaut power? Mine would be Rocket Raccoon. Ooh, that's good. You know who I want to see? Speedball. Bouncing Juggernaut. That's actually brilliant. How awesome would that be? Damn you, Ben Morse. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. What about you, Blake? Jubilee. Why? Vampire Jubilee or regular Jubilee? Regular Jubilee. You don't mm-hmm. cotton to vampires? Not that one. <laughs> yeah, Jubilee. I'd want Quicksilver. Ooh, yeah. Because then we'd be incredibly super, fast, yeah, super, super snide, and unstoppable. Yeah, that's a good one. It'd be terrific. Good Good repost. Yes. At Moose Knight tweets, Very sad I can't listen to This Week in Marvel because I can't get my comics till Monday. Well, mm. Hey, Peter, we thank you for still yeah. waiting and enjoying the show after we'll, you've gotten We'll still comments. be here. Yeah, you we'll can listen literally whenever you like. Another one from Matt Moose Knight. What date can I circle on the calendar for Dark Hawk Classic Volume 2? Justice, Justice still <laughs> needs an edge. That's awesome. That was, I'm assuming, the 90s slogan for Dark Hawk. One can only assume. Justice needs an edge. Uh, no plans yet for Dark Hawk Classic Volume 2. No firm plans. Not to say it won't happen. But I'm sure you hockeys out there picked up your copies of Classic Volume 1. So it's the easiest way to get Classic Volume 2 is pick up Classic Volume 1. It's true. Because Justice still needs an edge. Oh, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Blake, we need those on t-shirts. Done. Blake, would you like to take the next ones from one of your Blake's Brigade members? Yes, sir. So Rep Gimlin <laughs> really... he's We're buds now on Twitter. He says you have to keep getting involved in the question and answers in This Week in Marvel. You were great in episode 29, Restorm. I mean, he's right. <laughs> so, what can I say? No. He knows his stuff. Yeah, and clearly he's a fan of just you and no one else on the podcast. Wait, what's the next one? Oh, I don't know. What is the next one? Why don't you read it, Ben? Oh, it's from Ref Gemlin. It says, High praise to Ben J. Morse for his statement episode 29. We have no tolerance for intolerance on This Week in Marvel. Good man. Thanks, Ref Gemlin. I appreciate that. What's better, great or good? <laughs> Why? What does he say about you? You were great, but I'm a good man. You were great one time. Once. Anyone can have a great moment. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, stealing Nick Lowe's lines now. <laughs> at Rev Gimmon Gimmon also tweets playing cards with Gambit what would be the actual card slash war ratio in your game of war that's pretty clever I actually don't know what the game of war I've really never is. played war it's a game for old women yeah is it go fish Wait, did you play that with your granny back home <laughs> you played war my grandmother played poker I don't know about yeah. your grandma yeah hells yeah <sighs> anyway no, my, my grandmother played bridge that's a game. That, that's a grandma game. I guess. Yeah, I don't know anything about war, so I'm going to say yes to whatever the question was. At Rev Gamlin also tweets up to, this one's for you, Blake, take it. Me, I win the So Funny It Needs a Health Warning Award for my impression of a crazy southerner. Here's the thing, Rev Gamlin. It's not, not an impression. impression. <laughs> Ben's right. Just, um, it's just him talking. Wow, Riff Gimlin has like 50 more questions. Let's go. Yeah, right. keep it going. Blake, 
me moment in episode 29. Great Blake Garris moment, yeah. I say, buy the statue, people. Give us more Blake Gold. No, okay? Because I'll give you gold when it's necessary. No, all right, Blake. So you've already turned on your biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah, we already turned on his other fan earlier. Why not chuck his other? I love Blake's heel turn this episode. Yeah. You buy the statue and I'll think about giving you gold. But not when you... Don't tell me to give you gold. So you're also doing your crazy Southerner right now. Yeah. All three for your ref. All right. Okay. Our Evan Gilman actually has a question. Curious, why did ABX versus issue two come with a digital code when issue one didn't? Seemed a bit odd. You know, we had questions about this just on Twitter earlier this week, and I don't know. I thought it did. I thought issue one did come with a digital code, but apparently it didn't. So I guess we just started implementing those with issue two. Yeah, it just could have been a timing thing Mm -hmm. or what have you. Yeah. But moving forward, they'll all have digital codes. Yes. Also, I think starting with, was it this issue? Mm Mm-mm. No, starting with next issue, Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man has digital codes. So, yep. more and more as we go. Yes. At Ruff Gimlin tweets that Nick Lowe didn't help his side in AVX by saying the first Hulk film was a quote-unquote fine movie. We did talk a lot about the Angley Hulk movie in the last AVX podcast, and Nick Lowe is a big fan. He's entitled to his opinion. Yeah, right or wrong, it's right his opinion. Wrong, it's his opinion. Yep. Araf Gemman also says, following this week of Marvel 28.5, I may start to use Sitarak as a curse. It's a great curse word. It's pretty good. Great curse word. I would also use Stab His Eyes. Yeah. Just to, That's to, always good. Yeah. Gets your point across. Yes. Final one from Araf Gemman. Quote of the week was from Tom Brevoort. It's now an Avengers world. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Kind of is. I'm trying to remember the context. It was... Basically, yeah, he was saying it's now an Avengers world, saying how Avengers is the number one film worldwide. And then Nick Lowe countered by saying, well, we just saw a teaser, that No More Avengers teaser. It says, well, maybe an X-Men world. Dun, dun, dun. You just can't mix these AVX podcasts. Yeah. They're just full of gold. Gotta love And there was no Blake Garris last time, so it was double twice, the, double twice, the pleasure. This is awesome. A couple from At The Ninja 1991. Roman tweets, where is Blade? Is there any more movies or TV shows or comics or something, lol? Where is Blade right now? He's been around a little while. He was last in Curse of the Mutants. He's probably just hanging out. Yeah, I mean... Everybody's got to have their chill time. Yeah, and also, he kills vampires, so he works nights. You know, we only show daytime in Marvel Comics. Only daytime. Only daytime. Yeah, you can triple check Ben's references. If that's wrong, you can tweet to at Chubanza. Yeah, please, if I got that wrong, I feel badly, but let at Chubanza know so he can pass that along to me. Don't pass that along to me. Another one from Roman Belcher tweets, who would win in a fight, Spider-Man or Scarlet Spider? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Which Scarlet Spider? Well, I'm assuming he's talking about the current Scarlet Spider, because if it was a contest between the original Scarlet Spider, he's a cloud of dust somewhere, so that would be a very quick fight, Anthony. But Spider-Man's got the experience edge, but Scarlet Spider is more ruthless. Also, I feel like every time they fought in the 90s, Kane just murdered him. He just not literally. It. No, not literally. But I don't know, man. You know, I'm going to give the edge to Scarlet Spider. I'm going to say that Spider-Man's conflicted, doesn't want to fight his brother, blah, 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 blah. And Scarlet Spider's just like, no problem here. Smack. <laughs> burn Done. you with my hand. Yeah, burn you with my hand. Optic blast. <laughs> Great. Another one from Ninja 1991 tweets, I have seen Avengers seven times, not counting me being at work and seeing it part of it all day, lol. Oh, I'm seeing you pray as a screensaver and... 
No, 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 no. Roman works at a movie theater. Oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot that. Yes. So uh, I think someone else who works in a movie theater tweeted to me that they've seen it 17 times. So, Roman, you're going to have to step up your game. Step it up. At Simon Sebs tweets, who is the next Marvel character you think sh- they should get their own movie? You know, at this question, unfortunately, we're going to have to say we can't answer since I know anything that will happen. I don't want to talk about it, but I think our upcoming movies, Iron Man 3 and Thor 2 and Captain America 2, will all be awesome and really cool and they all deserve their next movies. Yeah. Not to mention Amazing Spider-Man right around the corner. Spider-Man's going to get his own man movie, Spider-Amazing. I like this next one. At Simon Sebs tweets, Storm's one of the greatest X-Men ever. Would love to go on a road trip with her. Hashtag them's fighting words. Blake. I didn't want to fight about it. Well. Have rational discussion about Storm on vacation. And now you want to fight. Yeah. Well. You did it. You did it. At Simon Sebs sends us what they would assume a theme song for Namor would be. Can't click it. Can't click Can't this click YouTube this link, link. No, here, but I'm sure paper. I'm sure the Bing Bong Brothers do it up right. Yeah, do it big style. Yep, I can only assume sexy Namor would approve. Mm-hmm. At Simon Sebs also tweets Marvel passing up a golden chance not making a solo book starring sexy Namor. We're working on it. Hashtag shut up and take my money. Trust me, if I can get this yeah. made, it will be one of the best things i have done this year interestingly enough i think blake garris created the hashtag shut up and take my money no that's a reference to futurama yeah but you also say that all the time to bullies i don't know where this one went how we got there just just. all right at simon sebs tweets i wouldn't want to run this week in marvel you guys are doing a fine job i'd be willing to co-host though I, Thanks for the offer. I think we already have a few minutes in the kitchen yeah, right now. Yeah, we now have 80 people in this yeah, room right now, and occasionally warm. Steve Wacker will walk yeah, who in. who knows? Yeah. Nick Lowe wanders in once in a while, too. Yeah, or Jordan uh, White could be playing a Moog outside the room. You never yeah. know. At Dirty Lash tweets, go, go, Garris Beard. Hashtag Inspector Garris. This is awkward. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, got a, you got an announcement? Uh, yeah. I, I have a mustache now, so (laughs) suck on that, fan. (laughs) (laughs) You should apologize. I know. As much as we're laughing and you're joking, uh, I want to make sure that you know we're not insulting our. I'm going to grow my beard back for you, and I look stupid, so I'm going to do that for. (laughs) Yeah, you you fit in very well in Brooklyn. (laughs) I was very jealous of not having a good mustache when we were at my wife's band show. And soul patch. The soul patch I could do without. The mustache is great. But in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Soul I mean, patch, mustache. You could have like three soul huge. patches and no one yeah. would bat an eyelash. Uh, another one from at Dirty Lash tweets, Surely Valeria Richards is the smartest woman in the Marvel U. We didn't mention her. That's a good last minute entry. She could be. She's definitely the smartest little girl. Yeah. Smartest kid? That I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, she's up there with all the Future Foundation kids. I think she's a cut above most of the Future Foundation yeah. kids. She's got good genes. Good genes. At Dirty Lash tweets to me, what is the secret to uh, what if? Because mm. all I know is I bloody love them. Nope. Can't tell you. Yep. Can't give it away. Yep. Because then everybody would be out there making their, their own, their own what, what ifs. ifs. Yeah. We want to get, when they do the next round of what ifs, we want to write our own. So Which we won't be able to. No, we won't be able to. Because those are the rules. Those are the rules. But we can worm we tongue can over yeah. to the editor and be like, yep. hey, do this, do that. Hey. Hey. Yep. Hey. Yep. At Thaddeus tweets, what should I pick up to replace Moon Knight in my polis? Something of similar style and art slash story, preferably. 
Mm. We don't really have something that's... Punisher that, is what I would recommend. If you're looking for another kind of dark, noir-style art, the very conflicted lead character, I think Punisher would fit nicely into your Moon Knight-shaped hole on, the, on your pull list. Yeah, that's pretty My good. My opinion. Yeah. Scarlet Spider is a... Kind of different, but another. It's kind a lot of cartoonier in, the, in the, the art style. Well, the art's about to change because Koi Fam's taken over. That's true. Koi so might fit, fit that. Very, yeah. uh, very comparably. Yes. All right. At Ungaji. Oh, it's time for the At Ungaji show. And what? Chibanza has just leaned over to tell me that he put these in out of order. Of course. We'll get there. We're not there yet. Okay. First one's fine. All right. So Tim Stevens tweets, smartest Marvel woman, Moonstone should be in the discussion. She's both people and book smart, albeit in an evil way. Moonstone is very intelligent. Yeah. I don't tend to trust psychiatrists or psychologists, so I don't know if I'd better, well, well, specifically those named Tim so, Stevens. Yeah, Tim Stevens, who's like or Moonstone, Moonstone. actually, now yeah. that I would think about it. Yeah. Going from the bottom up on the next few, Ungaje saying, R.E., the Marvel character closest to me. I know people are thinking Dr. Sampson or Dr. Voodoo, but they're psychiatrists. Tim, I can assure you no one was thinking about what Marvel character is closest to you. So you can nip that one in the bud. But he says, instead I say Paladin, a merc for hire loyal to no one but the almighty dollar. Accurate. Plus, we both look great in purple. Questionable. Yes. So there you go. If you were wondering, and you weren't, about which Marvel character is closest to Tim Stevens, there's your answer. Tim also tweets, for the record, I totally agree with Blake Garris. Storm would be a buzzkill. Ah, well, if there's anything that pisses Blake off, it's people who agree with him and like him. So you just made an enemy, sir. I was actually thinking what Marvel character was closest to him, and uh, I'm glad you brought it up. So. <laughs> anyway, Ungaji also tweets, proper pronunciation of amnesiac is amnesiac. That's true, because we mispronounced that last Oh, yeah, because I said amnesiac? Yes. So I'm going to keep saying amnesiac. I think you should. Amnesiac. Yes. At Ngoashi tweets, 15 Love is a great book. My wife, The Thunder. Yeah, he nicknamed his wife The Thunder. Whoa. That's... Yeah. He said it at their wedding. I was there. Uh, okay, so The Thunder, yeah. tennis player extraordinaire, assures he me... He's good at tennis. Assures me of its accuracy and awesomeness. All right. Well, if the Thunder supports it, then 15 Love is all you need for tennis fans. At Ungaj also tweets, since Agent M has a nickname, I think Ben Morse and Blake Garris need nicknames too. And then he asked another guy for suggestions, and that went off on a tangent. I bet it did. It sure I bet did. It did. A tangent that Blake and I shut down. Well, Great. actually, I'm not. He messed it up. Oh. Because I, I, I never knew this existed. Oh, yeah, you're right. News to me. Well, I shut it down. All right. Good. Go, Ben. Yeah. Evidence that Steve Wacker makes everything better. Tim tweets, this week's This Week in Marvel is evidence of it. That was yeah. a weird tweet. It's just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. last one, thankfully, from Ungaji. <laughs> uh, what if rule? My guess, someone or multiple someones die, preferably gruesomely. We'll never tell. Yeah, you're not going to get us out of us yeah. that way. Last one from... Ooh, I like this name. Wadley Hoblins. Sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. Or even Harry Potter. So, either way, I not, love it. Not familiar. Shut up. Wadley tweets, I noticed that Volume 2 of Punisher by Greg Rucka is only going to be in trade paperback instead of hardcover. Why is this? Sad. 
It's a question for our collected department. Who could he? Uh, Are we sure for it's, that? I'm not sure, but if Wadley Hobbins is saying so, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm saying who? Uh, who do you tweet to ask about that? Because I know someone from Collected Editions on Twitter. I would ask trades department yep. or trades janitor. Yeah, I should say, or Jen Grunwald or Chubanza. Yeah, I mean, if you have a complaint, just send it yeah, to Chubanza. All, yeah, all complaints can go to Chubanza. Yeah. Send them spam. Oh, yeah. Send them all kinds of... Pictures of your kids and pets. Yeah, keep it SFW, but... Yeah, that's all. Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, I think... Screenplays you want reviewed. But not Anything. cat pictures. He gets no cat pictures. Yeah, cat pictures are too good for well, him. Wow, what a ride this episode of This Week in Marvel has Yeah, this has is definitely been. something, guys. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the crazy nonsense that we oh, brought to the table. Here's the next 30 episodes. And you know what? We say 30 episodes, but since we do the .5s and now we're doing like little specials, we're probably close for like 50 at this point. The golden. Yeah, the golden. I'll look them up for next week. Yeah, the diamond. The diamond anniversary. The ruby quartz. Yeah. All right, so Give thank you. Zirconium. Thank you to everyone who tweeted their questions and comments. Thank you to the interns. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Blake. Thank you to Jordan for playing the Moog at the yeah, beginning of this job. episode and really getting us in the mood for nonsense. And we'll be back with another exciting episode of This Week in Marvel real soon. This is Marvel, your universe.